Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is the podcast where we come every single week to grow and to learn and certainly to be able to inspire leaders to become all that God would have them to become. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, thank you so much. We appreciate you and we value your involvement, connection, and certainly thank all of you for sharing this podcast with others. I pray that you will take the link and share it with as many people as you can. Also, I would love for you to follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram and let me know if this podcast is blessing you every single week. That would mean a lot to me. And uh, I'd love to hear how your business or how your organization is coming forth and how I can assist. And if there are ways in which we can assist you, you can go to josephwalker3.org, finding my content, find out where I'm going to be in your area and a variety of other things that I believe can be incredibly beneficial to you. So incredibly thankful for so many of you who are helping to make this podcast one of the top leadership podcasts in the world. And I'm thankful for your participation in this. Today, I want to talk about a subject that each leader will have to experience at one time or another. It's how to lead when people leave. Now, it is incredibly important, listen very carefully, that you understand as a leader, no matter what season you're in, you have to recognize that people will come and people will go. I've seen leaders really struggle with this and I know that was a season I struggled with it because I took it personally when people left the organization, left the church, et cetera. But it's, it's a part of growth. And everybody who connects with your organization is not connecting for a lifetime. Some people connect for a season, others for a reason, and others for a lifetime. What I want to address today is helping you as a leader know how to continue to navigate leadership in the midst of departures. And the first thing I think is important is to acknowledge the grief of separation, to own it, to not make light of it. There's a lot of emotion involved, people who have been invested, people who have uh, contributed to the organization at one level or another. When they separate, they're grieving and you're grieving. And so it is incredibly important to try to understand, I mean, really understand that everybody's dealing with the variety of emotion. Grief brings up a lot of emotion. It's interesting, right? Jesus knew this when he was about to leave in John chapter 14. We read this scripture all the time. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me in my father's house and many matches. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, that you may be also, etc. We've heard that scripture at funerals. We've heard it read and preached. But do you really understand the context? Jesus is really in tune with the emotional issues of the disciples because he recognizes that his departure is near and they're struggling and having anxiety 
about how to continue on after his departure. And that's why he dealt with the matter of the heart, because let not your heart be troubled, find confidence in the reality that God is still doing something. And I think that's important in your grief that you recognize that God cares, he knows what you're dealing with, and to be able to articulate that grief and to be able to walk through those stages of grief and to be okay with that, because that's important. Because whenever people leave an organization, you have to not make light of the grief that's associated with their departure. But the second thing I think that's equally as important is you have to take control of the narrative. You have to make certain that you don't allow the narrative of them leaving to be played out in social media, to be played out in other spaces, but you take responsibility. I think it's important no matter how it ended that you as the leader craft the narrative. We're thankful for this person's season in our organization, the contributions they made. We wish them well in their next adventure, etc. Versus silence or versus negativity. It's so important because what you're doing is you're establishing a precedent in terms of how your organization moves on from certain relationships. And even if it was not positive, it's important that you still keep it high, remain positive concerning the departure. If the other person decides to be negative about the organization, that's on them. You control the narrative and protect the brand of your organization by making certain among your staff that you send out a memo as soon as it occurs. We appreciate this person's tenure. Everyone thank them for their time with this organization. Wish them well. We're praying for their success in their next endeavor, etc. Always put that on record. Always put that in a file because that is so important. So no matter what happens after their departure, you have controlled the narrative. The third thing I think is important now is to celebrate those who remain. When you think about it for a moment, there are many people who spend so much time, you know, on what I call, you know, these um, (laughs) departure darts. We keep sending darts at people who left and we keep, you know, talking about it and we keep using them as an example of what not to do and bringing their names into our current situation. When in fact, we should be celebrating the people who remain. We should be celebrating the people who come every single day who are yet committed and uh, who are every single day helping to make our vision come to fruition. So here's the challenge. Shift your focus. Once that relationship has ended, shift your focus and energy toward building up the people who every single day are invested in your organization who are committed to where you're going. This is why it's so important because can you imagine the morale that will stimulate if you do that, if your energy is clearly directed toward affirming the people who yet remain. There's some amazing people in your organization who never say anything, never, they just do their job. And uh, while you're out there having meetings and conversations about who left and why they left and it wasn't right or this or that, you can use that same energy affirming and training and building up the team that you have and moving forward with what's left. I think that's what a next level leader does. And uh, I think it's important. Maybe I'm talking to somebody right now. That's where you are. Maybe you, you know, have been just so uh, consumed with uh, the other person's departure and you're constantly asking people, what do they think about it? And what should you have done? When in fact, you have all these amazing people around you that need affirmation and I believe can benefit from the energy you have being focused on them. Here's number four. 
don't replace without reflection. When a person leaves, there's obviously a gap, a void, etc. A position that's available. And sometimes we think, well, maybe I need to just replace the person with another person in that position. But one of the things I have learned is that you have to reflect on the efficacy of the position. Just because a body left doesn't mean another body needs to come into that space. Is the position essential? Does the position allow for forward progress? Does the current structure of the position help a person feel valuable to the team? All of these are critical questions you must ask because you can bring a person into a position and not realize the position itself is broke. So it's important to assess, to reflect, to make sure that the system is functioning well so that you don't bring in someone who's brought into a tainted system that may have contributed to the previous person's departure. So reflect, talk to your team, talk to people and ask them about the efficacy of the role and and what strengths and weaknesses that the role have so that when you bring someone in, it is carefully thought through. It is not something that's just random. I post as soon as there's an opening, but I really want to pray about the kind of individual I need to fulfill this particular spot on this particular team. That's the critical thing. And I believe if you do that, I believe you'll be successful. Now, what is also important is number five is removing the residue. Because throughout the office, throughout you know, uh, the organization, there will be residue from the departure. Those who left, I found out everyone who leaves your organization had disciples. They had people who were more loyal to them than they were to you. And that's unfortunate, but it is true. I've had people to leave and it was no accident that they left together <laughs> because they were communicating. They were loyal to each other. They were another person's issue became another person's issue. And you're like, wow, when you would think a person was loyal to you in terms of your vision and believed in what you were doing, they were more loyal to a other, another person's dissent or another person's issues, which exacerbated their issues. And they would rather be loyal in that arena than loyal to you. Doesn't mean they don't love you. It just meant that they just became residue. And so I think it's important that you recognize that there was residue. There are people feeling some kind of way, uh, people who may take on some of the same concerns and issues that a person who left had. And so it's important that you have conversations, that you sit down and talk to your team about ways in which you could get better, ways in which the organization can get better, things that they can do to contribute to the growth. How do they see themselves and futuristically within the life of the organization. I think you have to have those conversations early on so that you can remove the residue so that people can understand uh, that there were always three sides to every story, their side, your side, and the truth. And so I just believe that it is incredibly important that you get ahead of this, talk to people, and let them know that there's a there's a, there's a pathway to you. There's accessibility to you to have conversations about their concerns and things that matter to them. This is so important. And uh, when you do that, you literally remove the residue from the organization. You allow others uh, to have voice. And I found this to be one of the most amazing things ever. 
when you do that. And, and it moves on to number six for me, and that is to refuse to lead in fear. Because now I'm not going to lead with the fear of what might happen, who might lead. I want to be absolutely certain that the people who are on my team want to be on my team. I'm at a point now in, in our ministry where I feel I have the, the most awesome team, the people who are there locked into the vision. And I think that that's what the goal is, right? The coming and going and people coming in stints and leaving. You have to just get to a point where you're not leading in fear. I am leading completely in focus and faith and believing that what we have in front of us is great. And so as a next level leader, you have to come against that fear factor because you tiptoe around, you're not leading at full throttle, you're afraid to make certain recommendations for fear of what people might do, you're afraid of people leaving, etc. You cannot be that way. One of the things I tell you, when I marched in the band at Southern University, Dr. Isaac Gregg, the late Dr. Isaac Gregg used to say to us that no one person was bigger than the band. And there were people who were extraordinary musicians. I mean, they were amazing. I mean, they were sought after by so many other universities, et cetera. And I've seen Dr. Greggs let them go. I've seen him cut them from the band for egregious behavior, et cetera. And we were like, oh my goodness, so-and-so got cut. What are we going to do? But the band kept going on uh, because no one person, no matter how gifted, no matter how resourceful they are, is bigger than the whole. When you understand that, you will no longer lead in fear. You will lead people in accountability. Uh, you will lead people in truth. You will lead people toward the manifestation of the vision you have without compromise, allowing them to operate in excellence and demanding it. I just believe that uh, you have too much in your future uh, to lead in fear, fear of what they might do, what they might say. No, you lead with excellence and let the chips fall where they may. Let's review what we've heard so far. We're talking about how to lead when people leave. And uh, this point is so important because we are acknowledging the grief of separation. We're accepting the fact that when people leave us, it is difficult to manage emotionally. Sometimes it throws us off. We have to give ourselves time to process, to deal with the whys, the what, what could we have done better, et cetera. But it's okay to grieve it and not to personalize it. People leave for a variety of reasons. Some have nothing to do with you. Some are just their own season of life, et cetera. And if you personalize it, you'll think they are attacking your organization in their departure. And in many cases, they are not. But you take control of the narrative. Important, right? Number two, that you really craft a narrative to your staff and to the community where applicable that lets people understand the significant contribution of that individual and all the things that they did so that uh, you can own that narrative and help people understand, you know, that it was a positive thing on your end, no matter how negative it might have been. Right. Here's number three. Celebrate those who remain. Come to a point in your life where you focus your energy on people that are still with you and say, hey, I'm appreciative of these who remain. I'm celebrating them. Uh, I'm thankful for them. Uh, pouring my energy back into them. I'm not going to spend all my time focused on who left, but I'm going to celebrate who remain. Here's number four. Don't replace without reflection. Yes, there's a void. Yes, there's a job that is needed to be done. But take time to evaluate the job, its role, its function, its interaction with other people. Talk to your team about this role so that whomever you bring into that role can come in knowing what to expect. Everybody understands it. 
And I just think it's important to really reflect on it because sometimes the roles we have can create uh, anxiety in people because they don't allow people to grow or don't allow uh, organizations to reach their full potential because of the systems that are set up to uh, to put a chokehold on a level of growth that a person is trying to bring. So it's just important to reflect. But then it's also important to remove the residue. Everyone has uh, disciples. We talked about that. And uh, it's important that you uh, don't allow the negative residue uh, to dwell within your organization that people are making similar decisions to others who have departed. If you leave and I'm going to leave, all of that stuff, man, listen, you have to remove the residue and you have to refuse to lead in fear. I'm not going to be afraid of what can happen, who might leave, et cetera. I am going to lead with excellence and accountability and do what I am called to do. Here's number seven. It's simply focus forward. I think that this is... um, The most powerful thing I could tell you today as a next level leader, Paul put it this way, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching to those things which are ahead. I I press toward the mark of the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's a moment you've got to be so razor sharp focused on where you're going and you see the extraordinary things in your future, in the vision. You see those things and their potential to come to fruition and you begin to realize, why am I living hysteronically? Why am I constantly going back and thinking about all the people that left and I'm giving airtime to it. I'm giving energy to it. No, this is the season that you have to let people do what they're going to do, but you be focused on what you are assigned to do. The same with Jesus. All the disciples left him except John, but Jesus followed through. He was focused forward on his assignment and to God be the glory. He went to Calvary. He went there, started with 12 disciples, but only one was left, John and the women who were around the cross. And imagine that. Jesus fulfilled his assignment because he was focused. There's no lamentation on where they, why they leave me after all I did for them. No, he just continued to focus on his assignment. As you hear this today, my prayer is that you will continue to focus on your assignment. No matter what, just make certain that you're not histrionic. You're not continuously bringing this stuff up but that you are absolutely locked in on your assignment. Focus forward. Well, I hope this has blessed you today. I really do. Um, There's nothing more I enjoy than getting Next Level Leader podcast to you every single week. And many of you let me know that it blesses you. And I hope that you will follow me at Joseph Walker 3. Let me know this podcast is blessing you. Y'all, it would mean so much uh, if you would let me know that. I appreciate each one of you and I thank you. Go to josephwalker3.org to order our books, uh, to find out when I'm going to be in your city. You have no idea how close I'll be. Uh, and I would love to see you there. Just come to the table or come after service or something and shake my hand and say, I listen to Next Level Leader. I wanted you to know that I was here today. That would mean a lot to me. And I appreciate you and know that uh, I believe that Next Level Leaders are rising up all around the world and you just happen to be one. So thank you so much for, for tuning in today. And remember, as your organization grows, people will come, people will go. The fact is you as a Next Level Leader must remain focused on your assignment, letting the chips fall where they may, because ultimately, ultimately, whoever stays, they were meant to stay. And whoever leaves, they were meant to leave. God is always in control. Thank you, and God bless you. Here's my prayer. Peace. 
thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph 